Empowering Health Transformation, Deepak Saini on Ancestral Wisdom and Modern Science. Join us in this enlightening conversation with Deepak Saini, a transformative health coach who seamlessly blends ancestral wisdom with modern science to help individuals achieve higher energy levels and enhance performance. In this interview, he shares his compelling journey of overcoming personal health challenges and how he utilizes his experience and expertise to empower others on their wellness journeys. He delves into his unique approach that sets him apart from other coaches, explaining how he draws upon that ancient wisdom and cutting-edge scientific research to craft personalized health strategies for his clients. Deepak also gives us a sneak peek into his dynamic group coaching sessions versus his one-on-one -on -one coaching experiences, detailing the benefits and unique aspects of each. As a special treat, he also gives us a preview of the upcoming Health Summit, an event to be noticed for everyone serious about taking their health to the next level. Subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you know and don't miss out on these insightful conversations. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm excited to share a little bit more about our guest with you today. Deepak Saini guides people to reverse the effects of aging. Having spent many stressful years in the corporate world and overcoming an autoimmune condition, back injury, and lifelong battle with obesity, Deepak brings a unique perspective to working with his clients. When not spending time with his family, Deepak is researching and staying at the forefront of emerging and cutting-edge health research. Deepak is a speaker, writer, podcast, and summit host actively working on becoming a centenarian. I'm so pleased to welcome to you today our guest, Deepak. Welcome. Thank you for having me, April. I really appreciate being here today. It's my pleasure. I'm excited to jump into your journey. You have an incredible story. When you told me I almost didn't believe you. And I said, I'm going to need some photos for that. We don't have them with us today. However, 
that is a really exciting journey. So I definitely am going to be inviting people to learn more about you. But this is our opportunity to do just that. So let's kick off and start with learning more about you. What's that backstory? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity again. So I was always the chubby kid growing up. I can't remember back to a time when I like wasn't, you know, at least a little bit chubby. And as you mentioned in the intro, by the time I was 17, 18 years old, I was would be classified as morbidly obese. I was, you know, well over 270 pounds. I'm not even I'm just a share a shade under six feet tall. So uh, very, very heavy, more than 100 pounds heavier uh, than I am now. And, and, and along with that, I was always chronically sick growing up too. Uh, I'd get, you know, bronchitis, you know, a couple times a year. And then even when I was a kid and had all these allergies and, and all this, uh, sorts of things I had to stop, you know, I couldn't have orange juice and I couldn't eat chocolate and the list goes on and on. There's so many things. And I was also. Hello everyone. Welcome to candy apple advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Yeah, just even as an adult, I, I I would be chronically sick, you know, three or four times a year for like four to six weeks at a time. So just think that's a big chunk of your year that you're like so sick that, you know, I was able to go to work and stuff, but, you know, you can't do anything. You can't do any sort of exercise. You're coughing all the time, runny yeah. nose, you know, the whole the whole deal. And then, but what definitely, really came, sorry, sorry I didn't want to interrupt, but it's definitely not a way to live. Right. I, I no, mean, absolutely I, just, I do want to settle on this just for a moment for people to really grasp what a life like that would be. And and it is no life to live. And there are a lot of people out there. So this this interview is very, very powerful in that regard, whereas, you know, things can change. I love to say that change is the only constant because it is right. But but I would love for you to talk just a little bit more about those feelings of, you know, you spent many, many years in that where sick, not sick, sick, sick. And, and what did that feel like for you? Because I would assume for many people, it would be easy to get sucked into this certain mindset of, you know, I'm just sick all the time. And, and then it kind of creates that more and more. So what was that experience like for you? Yeah. And we're all going to have our different points of view and experiences, uh, of course. Uh, I'm a pretty driven person. And when I got into my, you know, in adulthood into like my 30s, I was pretty driven, not only from a corporate point of view, and I can talk about, you know, kind of where I came from and how I got to what I'm doing now in, in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, also from a performance point, point of view, I used, you know, I was 
like I love to, I used to love to golf. So I'm always trying to get better and stronger at that. I was, you know, running, doing like, you know, 10 K races and half marathons and, and, you know, and working my way up in distance. And the most frustrating part uh, from that was, you know, I get, I, again, I get so sick for four or six weeks. I, I couldn't even like barely walk with any sort of pace. So any, you know, you'd be like, you know, from a training point of view, uh, it'd be like, you know, two steps forward, one and a half steps back you know, constantly the cycle. So it's just like, hey, I'm starting to get a breakthrough. I'm getting a little bit faster or I'm hitting, you know, from the golf point, I'm just, I'm hitting my drives just a little bit longer and then you can't train. Mm. I literally couldn't even train because I'd be coughing so much. Any bit of activity, you know, beyond just a slow walk or just sitting. And again, I, I you know, I, I, I was, I'm a CPA by first profession. So, you know, working in a, in a desk, uh, desk job in front of a computer all day long. Anything beyond that would make me would agitate my my lungs and and my throat and everything. I would cough and cough and cough and cough. You know, sometimes people can maybe imagine. I don't want to get all graphic on the show here, but you know, cough to the point of where like you almost throw up, right? Because you're just like you can't stop coughing. You got so much gunk going on. So that was uh, yeah, definitely challenging. But uh, but you still kept going and you still kept trying. You were you were in the ebb and flow of that reality. Yeah, I was probably too stubborn, uh, you know, <laughs> for some point. And, and I was trying to, you know, do the right things like most people are mm. following the conventional advice, which, you know, I think mo many people now know is like, that's not actually the way to way to go. And uh, but just to, you know, sort of kind of finish off how I got to where I'm at today. In 2014, my youngest daughter was just a baby. And I ended up hurting my back so bad. Um, that I had no flexion. So I couldn't bend over at the waist. So if you can, people can imagine, and some people might be suffering with this right now, very difficult putting on my shoes and socks, uh, very difficult getting in and out of a chair. That includes getting in and off of the toilet, which is, you know, essential. Uh, but the low point for me was my daughter. I couldn't pick her up out of her crib. She'd mm. be crying, you know, or like wanting to play or like, you know, that, that, you know, like she wasn't talking then she was like literally a baby, uh, but I couldn't bend over. I was too afraid that I'd get shooting pain in my back and drop her. So I literally couldn't pick her up and, you know, I have to sit in a chair. My wife would have to, you know, put her into my lap and then my wife would have to pick her up. Like I couldn't even stand up out of a chair uh, mm. holding her. So, you know, uh, again, so at, at that point when I hurt my back, I was no longer golfing. I was no longer running. I couldn't pick up my daughter. You know, I was at a very low point and I didn't recognize it myself at the time, but looking in hindsight, I probably was in depression uh, as yeah. well. Well, I, I would imagine so. Absolutely. And what was the strain like on your relationships as well? Because you talked about your wife had to, you know, give your daughter to you while you were sitting down and you weren't able, I, you know, you probably weren't able to help out much at all. So what was that, the strain on the relationship? Yeah, that's a good point. No one's actually ever asked me that question. So yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, obviously there was strain. You know, I try to help out where I can. Uh, you know, standing straight up was was less problematic. So you know, I could still kind of do the dishes a bit. But you know, giving uh, my daughter a bath, and then we have an older daughter too. So you know, even with that, with my injury, I couldn't. Uh, I'm, I'm the type of dad, and it's probably like an inherited thing. I'm the type of dad who likes to throw their kids up in the air and catch them and spin them around. Well, I couldn't do that with my older daughter yeah. anymore. Uh, I couldn't bend over into the bathtub to help give them a bath. So, you know, I was trying to just do the things that I could do sort of standing up, you know, feeding them, doing the dishes. And, you know, of course, we share responsibilities in our household anyway. But, no, that's a great question. I never – my wife was very supportive. Uh, of course, she understood the pain uh, that I was going through. She could just physically see my limited mobility 
and 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 all that sort of thing. So you know, very very, she was very very supportive. But uh, yeah, I never really thought of it that way. So yeah, I appreciate that question. Well, I think that it's it's a great question too because you know we all our relationships are so pertinent and important in our lives, and you know as a as somebody with an autoimmune disease as well, it you know, we, we do have the ups and the downs and because it is, it can be so drastic. It, it's like, you have to wonder what it does to relationships. Right. And to have a partner that is understanding of that, supporting of that, just like you say is incredible because there are, there are times, there are seasons that you're, you're so down, you can't do a lot physically. You can't go out on a walk or what have you. And then, and you need their assistance. And then there's the seasons where you want to just jump up and you want to go for a run. Right. And, and it can be so drastic night and day. And to have someone in your life, people in your life surrounding you that have a understanding of that and, and can work along with the changes of that, uh, is very powerful. And so I always get curious on what it is like for other people because it, it is important. It's kind of like it's it's the backstory, the backs behind the scenes, right? That the people don't always get to experience or listen about because we concentrate so much on, okay, this is the good stuff that I'm doing. This is the the awesome stuff I'm creating and doing now. But it's that that journey and all of the little things that that we don't think about yeah you know april you bring up something i'd like to bring up i totally didn't thought think we'd go here in this in the in this interview but you and i met my wife you know i was a lot heavier so she see saw my transformation throughout and you know i had lost some of the weight leading up to this back injury and i think some of the methods that i used to lose the first bit of the weight actually contributed to my back injury and then certainly since i've come through this journey uh, and, you know, and kind of got to my set point where I'm now, she's seen that whole journey. My wife has been super supportive because sometimes too, when you're training, you know, going, going back, I don't do that anymore, but going back to training for half marathons and et cetera, you know, you got to put the time in. Uh, so, you know, that's early morning runs and, you know, not being there for, you know, the kids waking up or breakfast time and, you know, what have you. So yeah, very, very so supportive. Uh, and I really appreciate that, that, uh, and, and to this day, of course, as well. Right. Uh, I really pre appreciate my wife's support in not only, the pre, you know, training to get to where I wanted to be, but then also going through this, you know, journey. And it was really a multi-year journey to sort of come out the other side. Uh, yeah. So I really appreciate that. And, and I appreciate you bringing that up in that perspective. So that's not something that always comes up in uh, interviews that I do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes I also think about what kind of partner is that to, you know, you said that you were, you were living in this obese state when you met your wife, you know, what kind of person is she and how does she have self-care for herself along with the journey? Did you inspire her? Did she inspire you? You know, and you also uh, brought up a really good point too, that this journey has taken years. It wasn't just like, oh, I got up and I had this, you know, epiphany and everything was better. <laughs> it takes time. And, uh, and so I, I love your story. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, funny enough. So um, yeah, both me and my wife, when we first met, we were probably not where we wanted to be from a physical point of view. And then uh, when we decided to get married, we, you know, we wanted to, like everyone does, we want to look good for our wedding photos and all that yeah. sort of thing. So we, we, you know, basically did both of us together and we, and, you know, 
let's for a starvation diet let's just call it what it is right like let, let's just not eat that much and having yeah. the salads and smoothies and all that sort of stuff to you know sort of like you know in the in the months leading up to our wedding and we both you know lost uh you know uh, i can't remember exact numbers now like 20 pounds 25 pounds something like that for our wedding photos uh you know so we look good uh or I should say we look better than we did before. When I look at our wedding photos now, and of course I still cherish them, obviously, but I'm just still so much heavier uh, in those photos than I am now. And uh, and of course, you know, uh, health is a journey, a long, a long journey. And, you know, we've been uh, married now 18 years. So, you know, it, we've had our ebbs and flows and, but, you know, and the, and the back injury and all that happened after we got married. But uh, yeah, self-care is super important. And my wife's, my wife's pretty driven too. And there's uh, one area uh, I wish she would, you know, follow my lead a little bit more is in the, in, is in the personal self-care. But, you know, she's very uh, driven in her career and her volunteer work. And then, of course, uh, you know, with uh, raising our daughters as well. You know, I, I really appreciate you you going here with me because I think that it's another importance for people to have an understanding of what is it like for coaches and trainers, people who have had their most coaches and trainers, I think have had their own personal journeys and of they've, they've had the challenges and it inspires them and propels them to do exactly what they're doing. And it, there, there can be, I feel at certain points, this, this pressure almost to live up to okay, this is, this is how I'm supposed to be perceived and lived because this is what I am teaching. This is what I'm leading others to do. And so, you know, that, that goes along with not only ourselves, but the people that are closest to us, such as our spouses, our children, you know, and, and it definitely trickles into that. So that's really great. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. And you talk a little bit about how you have discovered um, different ways of meeting your personal health. And so when you began your health journey, what was that like? And, and feel free to go from, you said, the traditional way of medicine wasn't really meeting the needs. And so you branched out into something different. What were some of the things that you found were very helpful? Yeah, absolutely. I like to say that uh, Western medicine sort of wasted 18 months of my health with uh, ineffective treatments, misdiagnoses, uh, run around through the system. So eventually I just kind of took matters into my own hands. And, you know, I was already, like I mentioned earlier, I was only really into performance, sort of trying to get better as a golfer, uh, running, uh, et cetera. So I just shifted that focus on that type of performance to healing my back. And essentially I found a, I found a modality that's you know, maybe again, this is going back, uh, you know, back to sort of 2014, 2015 timeframe might've been considered kind of alternative, not really, but, and certainly now it's not considered alternative at all. It's pretty main, pretty mainstream, but in conjunction with, you know, that uh, treatment modality, I also, you know, just found that the, just the general notion of inflammation, you know, I think most mm -hmm. people kind of understand like, oh, we sprain our ankle or that type of thing, but like more inflammation from a cellular level. Mm -hmm. And the more I got uh, into it and, and realized that probably one of the biggest drivers, not probably, I, I would suggest it is, and, there, and there's many ways we can get inflammation from our environment and, you know, et cetera, but probably nutrition is one of the biggest things. So I changed, I made, you know, nutritional changes as well as other lifestyle changes. And, and that, that has evolved over time for sure. Uh, but that was probably the biggest driver to not only help um, in my healing modality for my back, uh, 
but also that is what I credit with uh, putting my autoimmune condition into remission and losing the last 60 of the 100 pounds that I lost in just a matter of months once I made those changes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Diet is, is definitely a key factor and there are other factors too, but it, but it's one that is going to make a great amount of impact. And oftentimes in a, in a less amount of time, if you just make those tweaks. So what were some of the things that you did change within your diet? If you could just give a, a few things for the audience. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's evolved and it doesn't look like today, how I eat, how I did, you know, when I was going through that process, but essentially I had already started to cut like, you know, sugar in my coffee and stuff like that, even before I hurt my back. So I was already starting to make some small changes. I was trying to eat less bread, but essentially at that point, I basically went cold Turkey. It was like, I'm not eating pizza anymore. I'm not eating any sort of bread product. I'm having gigantic salads. And it was like, you know, protein, you know, on it and et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's what that look, and then, you know, going straight to, you know, uh, black coffee at like, and I was already putting sugar, but, you know, put some other things to sort of make coffee actually taste good. Uh, and now, you know, now it's essentially black or maybe a little splash of heavy cream or something like that. So yeah, it's evolved, but essentially that's what I went to kind of, I don't want to say it was a low calorie diet. It probably was to a, a bit of a lower calorie than what I was eating before, but it was more the, the, the constitution of what, where those calories, uh, came from. Mm. Um, but again, we each have our own set point. I found over time that having the big salad, you know, like literally like the family size bowl, I'd like have like, you know, like that big salad, uh, that doesn't actually agree with me. That's not, that's not best for me, uh, go forward and for my longevity goals. So it, it's changed over time, but that was kind of some of the key steps I made initially to, uh, bring the inflammation down. Uh, or, or change my, you know, uh, the inflammation levels in using uh, the, the healing modality that I was doing for my back. I think that, um, yeah, definitely. I can, I, I, I picture the big salads and I to have done that and, and we still eat a lot of salads, a lot of those fresh veggies and um, raw products. And, and at the same time, it's, it's good to have some of those warmer foods too, right? Like I love the season that we're in now, you know, we're fall winter. And so we, we come to a lot of the things that you can bake like a sweet potato and some of those other nutritional things that are more comfort foods and it's soup season. And so, I appreciate oh, that. Oh yeah, we're, we're coming on soup season. Well, I'll just want to show, we had this last night. That's why it's top of mind. Cause I, I'm not, I don't really do like kind of, I don't really eat grains, rice, and I try to avoid potatoes again. Not saying any of these things are bad for everyone. It just, it doesn't jive with me, but we're here in the harvest season. So fresh garden potatoes from your own garden is like, oh, mm -hmm. can't be beat. So you can sprinkle in some of those here and there. And like you said, sweet potatoes and yams and, and you know, Halloween's around the corner. So we'll have some, uh, we'll have some roasted pumpkin here in about a month as well. Right. Yes. Yes. I, I just really adore these seasons where it, it, it's comfort, you know, in the cooler seasons, thank goodness. Right. And in, in Texas where we're at, it had, it had been such a hot, hot summer. So definitely appreciate going into the cooler months. So yeah, diet definitely plays a lot of roles, reducing or eliminating sugar altogether. And I, and I also appreciate how, you know, you talked about the, the coffee aspect. Coffee is such a, a predominant thing in so many people's diets. And, and I think that 
a lot of people get their sugar from how they have their coffee, what they put in it and, and how it takes the slow transition into being able to get it to drink, you know, drinking it black and actually enjoy April, you it. want to hear a ridiculous story. I do. <laughs> okay. So when I was in university, I had never had coffee ever until I got to university. Uh, probably not even my, probably like my third year or something like that. And a friend of mine, I was really into strength training. I was really into powerlifting. You know, I was, I got, I got very strong. I was still obese, but I was very strong. Uh, but a good friend of mine who was actually, you know, end up becoming a doctor. He's like, yeah, like the, the, the coffee benefits pre-workout or the caffeine benefits pre-workout, you know, like can really actually help. So like, okay, like that makes a, our, us lift better. Let's do it. But like, oh, I could not taste, you know, I couldn't handle the taste of coffee. So what I would literally have to do to have, you know, like a gigantic coffee in the, in the, you know, the university, uh, cafeteria would be to have put like four creams in, this is like, this is a big coffee and you know, the, the sweet and lows, whatever the pink packets, mm-hmm. six, I'd have to put six and then they're, they're artificial. That's not even, that's not even a good, I'd rather have real, like now real sugar would be better than having those, but I'd have to have yeah. six of those packets and four creams just to be able to like palette coffee (laughs) and then of course that's evolved to like okay let's we can do it with four and only two creams and then only two of those packages etc to the point where now if i need to i like to put some you know uh, things to enhance my coffee uh it now but to the point where i could actually i could actually drink black coffee that's not a problem you know that that is a funny story because i i think that again yeah as people slowly transition and it's nobody's fault i've had i've had a, a couple of really cool guests uh, on the show that that really are like look it's nobody's fault that that america is obese because it has been our environment it's what we've been conditioned to you walk into the grocery store or you're driving down the street and what do you see you see mcdonald's you see chips you you it's so difficult to get away from it it has it's been what we've been conditioned to it's our environment that's been created for us and you know you look at the commercials on the tv same thing you know here's a a hamburger and the cheese and this and that and so it is designed to, to have us fail, unfortunately. So it just takes time to reestablish a different way of living a different lifestyle. And it takes education and shows like this, where we can talk about it and show people that, okay, this is a different choice, a different decision that you can make, you know, to kind of ease into that new lifestyle. Yeah. April, I want to just pick up on two things you said there. You said you use the words conditioned and designed in, in relation to kind of how society, you know, uh, views, you know, health. Uh, and I, I, I just want to share with the audience is like, you know, that's the number, that's the very first thing, whether in my group coaching program or one-on-one clients, that's the very thing I work on. I call it mindset and motivation and there's multiple things in there, but it's like changing your perception around aging and that like, you don't have to buy into what, you know, uh, media or society at large or this lexicon we have out there of what health looks like or what is healthy and to actually like, or, you know, we've been conditioned that, you know, you get to a certain age, you're supposed to start to feel this way. You're supposed to be on so many medications. I say, that's a bunch of BS. Yeah. It's all starts in the mindset and what do you actually want? And you can totally change around. And that's again, why that's the very first thing I work on with people is getting their perception around aging uh, to be different. 
I love that you bring in aging, that you don't just solely concentrate on weight loss or, you know, you, you, you really bring it into a bigger scope of look, we can, we can address weight loss. We can address these certain areas in your life to, to live more healthful, but let's get a bigger picture. And what are we going to do to actually have daily habits that we are doing in order to prolong our life in a joyful, pain-free manner. And so speaking of, I also want to bring this up on the screen and, and everyone can find more information in the description below. But Deepak has this awesome freebie of seven tips and tricks that you can utilize today to, you know, really look at that lifestyle of prolonging life in a better way. So it is www.deepaksaneyhealth.com. And so you can find that in description below. But for those of you who are tuning in and listening in, it is D-E-E-P-A-K-S-A-I-N-I health.com forward slash freebie. Check it out. It is really a great freebie. And I appreciate that because we do have many guests on the show. Not everybody offers a freebie like that, where it really is very valuable. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I developed it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice guide and it's, it's a guide and a, and a tracker actually. So talk about, you know, seven areas of, of one's life or environment, if you will, that you can start to make, uh, habit changes. If, you know, again, if they resonate with you, and then, so you can read through the first, you know, number of pages where it talks about the seven and why they're beneficial. And then at the back end is 30 days, a guy, a tracker where you can uh, track it. So again, you don't have to do all seven at one time. Just find the one that resonates with you at the moment, track it for 30 days, build a new habit, and then go back and pick another one and then That's track brilliant. it again for 30 days. And then hopefully over some period of time, you've made one or two different um, habit changes that are for your long-term health. You know, and I think that's so important. And as we enter into, you know, December, going into January, where people are starting to want to create new habits, right? It's like this, this worldwide, oh, reset. Okay, <laughs> we're entering into January. And so many people fail at that, right? Because they, they hit it so hard. So I think that it is very wise of you to say, hey, pick one thing just one thing and start making those tiny little improvements and track it. I think that when we, uh, you know, you can call it gamify, right? But when we gamify something or when we challenge ourselves to hit goals and commitments, it really makes a big difference for a lot of people. Yeah. April, you bring up something, um, from the gamification point of view. So I I'm going back a few years now, but I think people can appreciate this and whatever it is, it might not be the example I'm going to use, but whatever it is, so I, for years, I had been like reading and hearing how like meditation is so beneficial and all these top performers and all walks of life, you know, they're all meditators. And there's, of course, different types of meditation I kept hearing about here, but I just, that, you know, like after two years, I'm like, gosh, I, I better just try this darn thing. Like, what is this meditation? Let's see. Everyone says it's so good. Let's try it. So I just downloaded like one of those, you know, you know, free apps and, you know, I, no, no plug for anyone. There's some I like and some I don't, but whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try this for 10 days, just 10 days. See if I can meditate for, you know, seven, five, five to 10 minutes a day for 10 days. And then 10 days became like, that was, that wasn't too hard. Let, let's see if I can do 30. So I can, I can tell people, yeah, I tried it for a month. 
you know, say I really gave it a, a whirl, you know, 30 days. I was like, okay, that wasn't too hard. Let's go a quarter. Let's go 90 days. And after 90 days, I was like, you know what? You know what would be really cool? If I could say I did it for a whole year. And then I could write a blog post about it about my experience. <laughs> well, that that year has turned into, what am I at? Five and a half years consecutive every day of meditating. And, it, you know, there's wow. different forms. And, and I do different forms. Uh, you know, depending where I'm at. And sometimes it's a moving meditation and uh, sometimes it's 20 minutes. Sometimes it's only two because that's all I have, whatever. But like every day for five and a half, I'd, I'd, if, if I was more on the ball, I'd have the exact number. Uh, but uh, it, yeah, it's, it's somewhere like five and a half, six years now that every day I've, you know, and again, I just built a habit and I got, and I liked it. And it started with a gamification, you know, nothing, not an app or anything like that. Uh, but it just, you know, I just wanted to kind of prove it to myself and then it just became happen. I was like, now I, I feel good. Meditating. Yeah. So like, I just, I have to do it every day. That's fabulous. And, you know, I, I've got to say and boldly say, I believe that that gamification or that, that tracking and it, it works for the majority of human beings. And so, yeah, definitely when you start to do that and you seek to improve yourself a little further, a little bit more, how much more can I go? And it just feels good. And so I, that's awesome. By the way, I can't even attest to that. So that's brilliant. But what I can say is there's definitely that familiarity of when you hear so much about meditation and, and you're not yet there or you're, you're kind of like, but isn't there something else I can do other than meditate? You know, what, what's up with this meditation thing? And it, it, it can be challenging when you're so used to go, 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 go. And your mind is just in the rat race, just like most of us is. And you are able to finally sit down with yourself and, and, and just hold space for yourself. And I think that it's very, very smart. You mentioned two minutes, 20 minutes, you know, but you, it's okay to just start out at small increments, put a timer on your phone and for two to five minutes, if this is brand, brand new for you and try it out and just be consistent with it. And you'll just continue to improve more and more. So here's, here's another, another little funny story kind of along with it. So I kind of settled on 10 minutes. I'm like, that's a good, that's a good amount of time. I can find 10 minutes a day. And then I met a good friend of mine. This is a number of years ago now. Um, we become really good friends over time, but he's like a 10 day Vipassana retreat type of guy, you know, and, and I'm just like, Oh my God, this guy can go meditate at a retreat for like 10 days straight. Certainly I can up it to 20 minutes. So, <laughs> so I, so I tried one day, I was, I went for my 10, I just set it for 20. I'm like, that was okay. Did it second day for 20 minutes. I was like, so then I texted him. I'm like, you know, thanks for the inspiration. You, you helped me double my time. <laughs> Right. And, and 20 minutes is a, is a good point for me. Like that's, I get benefit from it and it's not taking up too much. Of it. And again, I'm stacking habits. So I'm doing my meditation while I'm doing other health related things as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, again, sometimes a healthy competition or, or even, it wasn't even a competition. He didn't know he was part of it. I'm just like, I, I want to up my game because I want to prove something to my friend type of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, when you start talking about the timing of meditation, it's, it becomes very impressive because, you know, just like it is with hypnotherapy, right? You kind of go off into this world, you're, you're in the subconscious and, and time is distorted. We, we don't have the understanding or concept. So once we come out of it, it feels like it had been, you know, either 
longer or shorter or what have you when it, it was longer. It usually feels shorter when it was a longer, greater amount of time. Uh, an example of that for me is I attended one of Dr. Joe Dispenza's, Dispenza's week-long retreats, and we entered into a four-hour meditation. And impressive, right? It's like, how, how do people do that? How do people meditate for four hours? hours. What does that look like? Is that even possible? And it, when we came out of it, it felt like half that time felt like maybe a couple of hours, but it's very impressive what the, the mind is capable of doing and conceiving and, and the places that you'll go. So what was some, what are some of the benefits that you can really, um, tell us that you have experienced from this journey? five-year journey of meditation. Yeah. What I find for myself personally is a number of, number of things. One, it just, it, it, it sets my system and it calms me. Uh, you know, there'll be times, you know, like life happens and we all, you know, get, you know, to our point sometimes. And, you know, my kids or my wife are like, have you done your meditation yet today? And it's like, so it, it totally calms me, <laughs> uh, and, and sort of sets, sets my, attitude, if you will, maybe, or uh, outlook for, for the day. And I try to do it as early as possible, but sometimes it ends up being in the evening. The other thing I find is I find things that I've forgotten or I'll recall like, oh, I was supposed to call this person or, oh, I that's missing. I forgot that. And it'll, it'll help me like just to be clear, a clear mind mm -hmm. that things come to me that I've forgotten. That's another benefit. And then a, a similar but different is quite often I will have insights. Sometimes I'll have a business problem or even a personal problem and, you know, just going to meditation and some little nugget will come like, oh, I didn't think of it from that way. Let's see if that'll work. And quite often it does work. And if it doesn't, it's, it's got me a little further along on the path to finding an answer. You know, it could be like, oh, I forgot that this person does this. Maybe they can help me with this problem. Like that just nugget comes in because you're just in the subconscious of in our memory store. And then the biggest one uh, I find, and many of my clients find as well, is that, you know, like that clearer thought, like, you know, like solutions come to mm. problems or diverse pieces of, uh, of information that are seemingly maybe at the logical level, not related, but then in that state, they come together and you're like, oh, why can't I? try this methodology here with this problem or again maybe it's like oh i forgot that this person is a expert here maybe they could help me with this and and it's that kind of insight and again many of my clients especially if they're sort of you know executive uh, types they have better decision making and faster decision making and again depending on the size of your company and the stakes involved that could that actually translates to hard dollars uh, when they yeah. can make better and faster decisions. So yeah. that's just some of the benefits that I and my clients have seen uh, as well. You know, of course, just the relaxation and, and, and sort of the, the, you know, setting the nervous system, uh, give it in a bit of a break as well. Well, I just some it, it's, it's like, that's kind of life changing as far as I'm concerned. You know, when you talk about all of the benefits that it really does give people, it, it can truly change your life on so many aspects. And I appreciate that you bring up your experiences with it because there, there's so much science to back how the brain changes and we change on a physiological level when there's consistent 
meditation and just just calming our systems down enough because you, you can take it a lot further where we are living in this high stress response the the day and age that we live in the work the busyness the lifestyle the traffic that all of it right it's it's a high uh, anxiety sort of world that we live in. And so our bodies are not really designed to be operating at that level so consistently all the time. So it's really an imperative time in history to calm the system down once a day, at least once a day, right? To really have an understanding of how to do that and, and breathe your way through to, you know, getting that heart rate lowered, you know, because when we, when we have it going so fast all the time, it, it really leads to a lot of disease factors. So I appreciate that you bring that in the intuition. I remember things. I, I, that's all of those things are really science backed and how it truly has our, our brains and certain areas of the brain activated in different ways to be able to do so. Yeah. April, I want to just uh, pull on something you just said there twice there science backed. So a lot of the modalities, so again, meditation, fasting, you know, a number of other things, you know, moving slowly, lifting heavy things once in a while, you know, these are all things that have actually been practiced in humanity for thousands, tens of thousands of years in some cultures. And now just in the last, you know, 10, five, you know, and, and right up to the current, we're having the scientific studies to actually, we have the tools now to actually scientifically prove that yes. You know, again, we all have our own set point. And we got, and there's there's degrees of everything, but that meditation, fasting, are actually beneficial. So again, these are ancient practices that we've been doing, uh, you know, as humans uh, or Homo sapiens for for centuries. Now we're like, yes, we can prove this now on paper. It's not hocus pocus stuff. Your like old wives' tales, your grandma's stories. It's like no, like they intuitively knew, and now we can actually prove many of these things. Yeah, I, uh, you know, for for example, I really love the blue zone studies. I think that that brings and and entails a lot of those factors, and and I know that you know about that because of the area and field that you're into and the longevity studies and things that you bring into the world. So, what are some of the things that that you have brought? You you talk about I do things a little bit differently with the way that I guide people to their health journeys to you know extend lifespan. What are some of those things that you entail? Yeah, absolutely. And again, not to uh, disparage what anyone else does. I think we all have our place. Uh, you know, many other coaches or healers or what have you, you know, focus on, you know, one, maybe, maybe two, you know, the odd person, maybe three. I like to take a very broad spectrum approach. Again, I have a, I have a public state goal to be a centenarian plus. So I want to live to hundred plus. And, and many, many people, hear that they kind of cringe because they have again they have this notion of what society has told them in the mm. media or whatever and what they've witnessed with their own grandparents or parents you know being in an assisted living home tubes up your nose etc that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about you know not this lifespan but health span yes. right health right into my 90s and hundreds so the approach i take uh you know it's kind of seven buckets and, and the first five is what i work on in my group coaching and then the other two uh, I include with in, with one on one coaching. So again, I mentioned earlier, I call it mindset and motivation. And of course, there's multiple topics. So like just having the mindset, the right mindset around aging. Why is this important to you? Take the long term view. Like I said, I plan to be centurion. I have a 60 year outlook. So I, you know, some of my decision making or most of my decision making is based on a 60 year outlook, not a 21 day 
outlook or a 30 yeah. day or a 90 day, like many people have the programs again, not to disparage anyone. Uh, and of course we talked about the beginning and I appreciate those questions really about relationships, our relationships, our community, we belong in, mm. right? These are all things pulled from the blue zones as well that you brought up just a second ago. These are all very important things uh, to what I call mindset and motivation. Uh, secondly is of course the nutrition piece. Uh, I, I call it uh, controlling your glycemic variability, right? How much uh, variation do you have in your blood sugar? And again, there's no one size fits all. I've evolved over time, as I mentioned earlier, you know, and there's a lot of different factors that go into nutrition, you know, um, your stage of life, your gender, your goals, epigenetics, you know, mm. your genetic component, there's, uh, you know, uh, culturally, ethnically, uh, et cetera. So, you know, me and my wife, we probably eat 80% of the same stuff, but we have different, uh, you know, ethnicities and genetics. So that last little bit's a bit different. My wife can go and get a bit, can go with a little bit of heavier carb carbs in her diet to keep her sort of, you know, just from a body comp, let's just use one metric body comp uh, point of view in check, whereas I can't. And then mm. my daughters, of course, they take after their mother, but they're at a different life stage. They're young and they're growing. So they can totally get away with, you know, eating more stuff. So again, we probably eat 80% all of us the same stuff. And then the last 20% is, is slightly varied. And I'm, again, I'm not suggesting you have to cook separate meals completely in your family or anything like that, but it's just minor, minor tweaks and minor, minor changes. Uh, and then the other piece of course is movement and movement is not just chronic cardio or just strength training. Uh, you know, I include balance uh, in there. I, I include, you know, recovery, active recovery, which is a, an area that most people don't even think of. Or, and even I, I, I used to be in the personal trip, uh, used to be a personal trainer as well. One of the first certifications I got recovery, you know, yeah, do some stretching afterwards, but like active recovery is like almost like nobody talks about that. Mm. Uh, and then the next piece is, you know, sort of the stress response. And I could, I include sleep in there and, you know, controlling our, our automatic nervous system, breath work, uh, you know, all those types of things. Uh, and then the environmental factors, uh, again, you know, to touch on the blue zones and I, I love the work that was done there and there's lots and lots and lots of nuggets we can take from that. But I would suggest that we don't actually have any blue zones anymore because of our environmental factors, mm. you know, even these, you know, pristine places, you know, have now been corrupted, if you will, by environmental toxins, pollution, yeah. et cetera. So how do we overcome those things? So I like to say, let's make our own personal blue zone right? Wherever you live, you know, do, do the things that you can. So those are the five areas that I focus on in my group coaching program. And then when I work with someone one-on-one, -on -one, it's a longer process. It's a year long process. So we get into all those five topics much deeper. Plus in the sixth bucket is what I call risk reward. So every decision, we make hundreds, if not thousands of decisions every day. Sometimes we don't even think that we're making a decision. We're just on autopilot, but all those decisions have you know, as, as some are minor not to think about it some are are larger but they all have an impact for whatever our goals are so again if our goal for my, myself is longevity uh healthy aging a long health span not necessarily lifespan long health span so it's like okay am i going to have you know the second glass even if it's biodynamic organic wine or whatever right? am i gonna have that second glass or not am i going to jaywalk across the the the, the busy street Am I going to Wait, I have to stop you. I love that you bring this up. I love it because safety first, right? Absolutely I, safety I, first. People don't 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 think about that. The way that we do things, you you said, am I going to jaywalk? Okay, well, what does that increase your risk of if you choose to do that, right? What are the things that you do? Even the places that you choose to live. You know, like when we think about 
the amount of traffic or, you know, how we can exit out of our neighborhood. What is the safest environment that is going to lessen the risk factor of our life? Because what, you know, the, the number one cause of death is as far as I know, and I could be incorrect, but it is auto accidents. So the most dangerous thing you do every day is get into a vehicle. But but just having that idea, you just you just got me all excited because no, no worries. I'll, I'll give you two examples before I move on. I'll give you two examples before I move on. <clears throat> One that I like to use all the time is like, you know, and actually later on today, I'm 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 interviewing someone else on on, on my own show, and um, they they in their bio it said they like to ride motorcycles. So and, and this is an example I use all the time. Okay, great. You want to ride motorcycles? Hey, that's not for me. But if if that's your thing, do your thing. Are you wearing a helmet? Okay, most people do wear a helmet nowadays. Are you wearing leathers or some, you know, long, long, long uh, pants and sleeves? You know, mm -hmm. if you should fall, you're not going to ratchet up your skin. Okay, great. You do that too. Do you take, you know, uh, supplements for brain health? Should you have a fall? You know, the same could be said if you play con <laughs> con contact sports, you know, like, yeah. do you actually, you know, actually take supplements Be for preventative? Proactive, so yeah. Be proactive, one example. And then I'll just use a personal one too. So I have a dog, you know, I take him for a walk. Uh, we kind of live at the bottom of a hill. Um, and then there's also like a, a green space behind our house that's like got sort of, you know, natural trails. So it's like, I have the choice. You know, it's like I can take him up and down the hill. And, you know, again, the blue zones have, have shown us that, you know, like a slight incline walking uphill is actually good, you know, low paced. True. Um, but also, you know, walking on trails uh, you're, you know, you're off balance a little bit and your, you know, your ankles get a little bit of extra workout when you're not walking on straight pavement. So, you know, I, I consciously think of like, I need to mix it up every once in a while, because again, balance is super important. Uh, I want to, you know, build all those muscles and strengthen all the ligaments in my, in my lower body. So I have to yeah. consciously make an effort to sometimes do the trail, even though I actually prefer just going up and down the hill, uh, with my dog, but it's like, oh, we haven't done that in a while. Like, yeah, let's do that. Just to, you know, just grease the groove every once in a while. So that's just you know two examples of, you know, just the decisions and the choices we make. And then yeah, I just want to I just want to round out the last the last point of you know again with my yeah. one on one clients is you know what I call the advanced you know scientific topic and topics and research. So that could be anything from you know wearing you know wearables to collect data to make better decisions to you know advanced supplementation things that you know beyond your vitamin c and and, and fish oil and, and stuff like that uh to you know cutting edge technologies that are you know proven you know mm. studied but are, you're not going to be told by your general practitioner so this could be anything from taking peptides to exosomes uh, i actually had an exosome iv just a few days ago uh while i was traveling felt amazing stem cells or maybe tr you having to travel for medical tourism or all a whole bunch of things uh, in between. So again, I'm not a medical doctor, but I have a vast network of, uh, of clinics and doctors and, and health practitioners that I work with are, uh, around the world, a little more US focused, but uh, so I can help concierge for people, for those clients who want to take those steps. And again, that yeah. can include, you know, testing, genetic testing and all, all those manner of things yeah. as well. So that's kind of the full spectrum of what I work on with my clients. I really appreciate that you bring those things in too, because they're definitely on the up and coming of, you know, we have this incredible technology that the most incredible going, you know, in depth where we can go with and, and take a look at our blood and how we're, 
you know, really performing and being able to see different age markers on, on, you know, how we appear on the outside versus how, what age we truly are. And so there's so much out there to offer and, and so many more new, um, you know, supplements that we're able to take to enhance our overall well-being. So I, I think that's what you definitely offer this this wide scope. What I also heard and I appreciate is that you take your one-on-one -on -one clients on a year journey. And I, the reason I think that that is pertinent and very important is because transformation, lifelong transformation is, it, it, it takes that long. And so when you see coaches who maybe don't want to spend that amount of time on somebody. I, I always question that a little bit because it is true. You need some follow through. You need some follow up. You, you need a long term guidance in order to truly see those changing results. The other thing I find quite often, too, with my one on one coaching clients, and again, I'm not a relationship coach. I don't have any training in this. But when you're with someone and meeting them regularly for a year, you get to know them very, yeah. very well. You get yeah. to know their families. Even if you don't meet their families, you know everything about their kids and their parents and their spouse uh, and those interactions, those relationships I mentioned earlier. You know, our communities, our relationships is a big part of our lifestyle and our healthy aging. And, you know, I've had many clients who've come I've actually I'll just I'll just share one really quick I had a client who came he actually wanted you know what you know to use an overused term now the biohacking uh he wanted those advanced you know scientific technologies he really wanted he was a a type you know and he wanted to eke out that extra one or two percent of performance and I said like, like well we got to get on the fundamentals first again back to the meditation the breath work fasting mm -hmm. you know uh et cetera, et cetera. at the end of the year and again things came up through regular discussion at the end of the year he's like you know what Deepak the best thing I got out of working with you was improved relationships hmm. because things came up. It's like, well, have you ever talked to your wife about that? And it's like, yeah. oh, like, have you ever shared that with your parents that you felt that way? Hey, you know, I don't put a gun to anyone's head. They, right. Everyone's an adult. They do what they want to do, but it's, you know, it's prompts like, you know, talk to your parents. And then of course they have, a, I'm their accountability partner. And, and then like, I did have a talk and that was not as bad as I thought. And or me and my wife decided, yeah, we are going to try to spend more time together. Oh, or do whatever the thing may be. And yeah, that, that that's one that always stuck home with me. You know, like we got them, uh, we had so many transformations with this one particular person, but the number one thing was like, we, I have better relationships now. I was like, mm, amazing, amazing. That's beautiful. It, it It is truly beautiful. They, our relationships are just so, so vital, so important and, and how we interact and engage with people on a day-to-day -day basis. So that is a beautiful testimony. I absolutely love it. I'm very curious, you know, you know, because when we, we talk about coaching and leading and growing and you are definitely expanding in your business and you do also the group coaching. I don't know. You can, you can mention how long you do that or what that process looks like. I'm curious on, uh, you know, as, as a, a fellow coach, what is your favorite? Do you prefer the group coaching uh, versus the one-on-one? -on -one? What's your favorite? And not only that, but how many clients do you typically take? What's your expanse that you're able to do on a personal level to be able to guide others? You know, as you expand, what can you take on? What do you take on? And, and what do you enjoy the most? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a few questions I heard in there. So, um, so I'll talk about the group coaching first. So it's a, it's a 10 week, uh, program. Again, we talked those five topics we mentioned, um, you know, a couple of weeks on mindset and motivation three weeks on nutrition, a couple of weeks on movement and so forth. Um, again, it's, 
in depth enough that people can start to you know find the, the 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 habit change or the nugget that resonates with them and start to implement them but it's obviously it's only 10 weeks there's only so deep we can go so that's what that looks like and i, I usually launch the group program about three times a year i've sort of three cohorts uh, a year that go through the next one will be uh january of 2024 and so it's usually january april september is kind of typically how that how that runs so people can always sort of like get in touch with me to learn about that I think I actually prefer the one-on-one -on -one coaching because, again, I think I see the bigger impact over the year. Mm -hmm. The we can there's more levers to pull, and we have more time to work on those levers uh, for change. So I actually prefer the one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, for that standpoint. Now the group coaching, I can impact more lives because right? I obviously more I can go through more people, and you know, twenty to thirty people through a, through a, every cohort. Um, yeah. probably could go a bit more i'd probably cap out about 40 honestly with as as my as i am now at some point i'll probably bring on other coaches to assist me in my business as well with the one-on-one -on -one coaching you know i can probably onboard about three to five new clients uh every month uh and and then as you know clients roll off uh, that type of thing so yeah there's there's capacity if anyone would like to learn more or want to work with me either in the group coaching uh upcoming in january 24 or beyond again so i'm sure people see this video uh you know evergreen uh or work with me anytime one-on-one -on -one. people can jump in pretty much anytime uh for that so yeah there i have capacity at the moment happy to have a conversation if anyone like to explore what that might look like yeah i definitely wanted to bring that up and i'll put the website here on again you know when you want to find out more about what deepak is offering and again so well-rounded so you know really truly uh, definitely on my perspective in my health journey i can tell that you definitely are hitting all of the points and all of the things that we truly do need to have this you know overall wholeness, healthness, all of it. And, and I definitely appreciate that. So I'm pleased to uh, present this to the audience and give you guys someone something to be able to hone in and, and tune in on some of those life-changing things. So it's www.deephacksaneyhealth.com. Com. So make sure that you visit that, check out what he's doing. And speaking of, let's talk a little bit more about this incredible three-day event that you have coming up. I want to know all about it because it's not just you that you're offering to the world, but you are also bringing in other speakers, other, other coaches, other people that have the brilliance in all of these subjects. Let's talk about it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you bringing that up. I am running, a, yeah, a three-day virtual summit. It's called, uh, I'm just staying on brand, Reversing the Effects of a Aging Summit. So basically, I kind of high-level explained, you know, my group, my, my sorry, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, right? Like all the topics, the seven big buckets. And of course, there's multiple topics under all those seven buckets. So basically, what I decided to do is take all the areas or many of the areas that I would work on with someone one-on-one, -on -one, and find other experts in the field who like they're real experts in that one particular area so i have a number of uh speakers or we're we're, we're still onboarding speakers other speakers we'll probably end up around 30 uh speakers over the three days wow maybe, maybe even more so we have speakers on mindset coming from different angles of it and these of course all are in relation to aging and healthy aging we have a number of speakers on different nutrition paths right i mean we have someone who's uh you know all about uh, the keto diet we have one who's like a vegan 
uh, you know, so we're coming from all again, because there's no one size fits all come from different angles, yeah. multiple people talking about uh, movement in different forms. Uh, you know, still, again, still lining up people, you know, talking about eyesight, uh, relationships, I got I have two speakers that are talking about, uh, they'll be talking about psychedelics, uh, but coming mm -hmm. from different angles, one talking about psychedelics and healing our relationships, and one talking about psychedelics and healing our, you know, past traumas, uh, mm. if, if we should have them. And then, and then, of course, uh, you know, I have a number of uh, you know, doctors and, and guests talking about advanced topics. Someone talking about exosomes, someone talking about peptides, uh, advanced uh, supplementation products, uh, and so on and so forth. So it's going to be very, you know, very broad based. And again, I want to just bring, uh, you know, my community. And it's, there's certainly some people that, if people are familiar with the health space, they would certainly recognize. I'm not going to drop any names here, but they would certainly recognize some of the guest speakers, uh, the, 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 the guest speakers for the summit. Uh, some of them are very big names. I'm so happy I was able to uh, get them to be a part of, of my event. But yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a great event. Three days. Um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying I definitely need to block out my schedule because I love all of the things that you're saying. Uh, you know, most of the audience on the show definitely are lifelong learners. I, I can't imagine a, a lot of people not being that when you're really tuning into things that are giving you ideas to enhance uh, how you show up in the world to better yourself day in and day out. And you're really jam packing everything and so many different things and, and ideas and new insights into different topics around wellness and health. And I, and I love that you even brought in the, the psychedelics and not only just one aspect, but many aspects, you know, different viewpoints of this can help in this capacity and it can also help in this capacity. That's really kind of a hot topic that's beginning to e emerge more and more. Um, and so, you know, as we continue to go in deeper into the science and all of the things that are emerging in the science realm and being able to show the evidence backed, uh, things that are coming into this into play, I think it's very, very powerful. So, um, I have down, this is December 8th, 9th and 10th. So I'm going to block that out in my schedule. I am very excited to see all of the guests and uh, to explore all the new things. Yeah, love to have you be part, uh, uh, participate in that. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I think people are going to get 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 a lot out of it for sure. Again, a lot of different viewpoints. Like I said, I don't think there's one size fits all for anything. Uh, and you know, yeah. I keep harping on nutrition. That's a, that's a perfect example. You know, we have to just find. I think we need to educate ourselves, try different things, and find what resonates with us. Not everyone's going to want to do stem cells. Uh, yeah. Even if they had the resources, they might not want to. Uh, so find things that, you know, you and wherever you're at at the moment can, you know, find some change uh, and make some habit change from whatever resonates with you. Well, I think it's important, too, because when at least if you have a some sort of knowledge or understanding of anything, then you have the choice to do I want to explore this further? Uh, you know, really great example for me. Is, and I think very much for you, too. We've we've both been on this this health journey of where we want to research and find out more what works. What can I try? Because I don't want to live this way anymore. 
And uh, the, the answers that I'm getting from certain resources aren't beneficial for me necessarily. So what can I do to, to find out more? And so you dive into so many different things and there is so much out there. It can be very overwhelming, but at least when you have the awareness and knowledge and my story is, is that when I first learned, I had a guest on the show, uh, who, who created, uh, earthing, uh, well, earthing.com. He has a beautiful documentary out, Clint. And he, you know, they, they, his team sent me some products. We tried to work. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I need a so, connection with, from him, from with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is such a beautiful human being and he has a gorgeous story, a uh, very long, long journey of, of creating, um, and discovering what he did. But the, the point is, is that, it's, it's grounding, it's earthing, whatever you want to term it as, but it's going back to that connection with the earth and really recharging our batteries because the earth is that largest energy battery source that we have access to. So physically putting our feet on the ground and, you know, with rubber soles, shoes came into existence, it disconnected us from that. And so our healing uh, that we were used to receive daily disappeared. And so then the, the rise of disease continued on too. not only with just that loss of access, but also diet and the way that we live. But when I, uh, you know, started using the product, started, you know, utilizing the concepts. And when I went out on a hike, I'd take my shoes off and start walking, hurt a little bit, my feet for sure. Uh, but you just get used to it. But I saw the effects and I thought to myself, I kid you not, Deepak, I thought, why did I not know about this? Like, how did I not know this thing that is so simple and makes so much sense? And, and I was really hard on myself, honestly, because I'm like, I feel like I should have been so much further and so much more advanced in this knowledge and understanding that is so natural and, and really should just be this, this innate wisdom, right? And, but my point about that is, is that when we are exposed and learn more things, because there's so much out there, it really can be those aha moments for us. And it gives us the, the, the choice and the, the access to those new concepts. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just, I'll just share this, you know, at the time we're recording this, I just, uh, you know, just came back from a, a trip. So when I, when I that to fly for. So when I land, you know, either side, you know, to to my destination or when I come home, I make sure I like touch the ground. If if I can, I like, you know, you get shoes off, walk around bare feet or, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I live in Canada, so it's cold most and snowy a lot of the year. Uh at, at the very least, I, you know, clear off the snow, get to the ground, and I'll at least I'll, you know, take my gloves off and at least ground my hands. So I do that. That's a, that's just a practice. Anytime I, 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 I get up in a plane, cause it's, that's not the healthiest thing for us. Right. Right. It, it definitely helps with that jet lag, really bringing you back. Uh, and yeah, it, it does. I'm glad that we, we touched on it a little bit, but it's, it's just another thing, just another understanding of, of how do we just continue to improve and feel better. And, you know, now that I, I, bring that into my life on a daily basis, I do wake up with less aches and pains and I am able to reset if I'm feeling, you know, blocked down or what have you after travel or just 
you know, life events or work, you know, you were oftentimes in front of this computer screen so for hours and hours and hours. So, so how do we kind of heal ourselves and reset and revive from those states that we put ourselves in? Absolutely. Yeah. We have to just, I think, you know, there's many things of our lives or society in general that we can't impact or can't change. So what can we do for our personal selves or our families to make a small micro changes, sometimes bigger ones that we can, you know, positively affect our environment and thus our health as well. I think that's key for everyone just to find what's that, what's just that one or two things that's right for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Deepak, it's been awesome to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience today? And uh, again, share with us how how do we enter into this incredible three day event that you have going on? Absolutely. So yeah, we'll have the we'll have it'll, there'll be a link on my website. So you know, deepaxanyhealth.com. Uh, the uh, actual registration page is 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 its own, but it's a uh, reverse the effects of aging summit. Uh, dot com. So we'll have uh, all the, I'm sure I'll give you all the links to everything you can put in, in, the, in the notes in the des description. But uh, yep. yeah, if, if that gets confusing or you forget, just go to my web website and, uh, and, and you'll, you'll find about it or uh, in the best way is also download the free guide. Not only do you get to use the guide, but then you'll, uh, you know, enter my ecosystem and you'll get reminders to sign up for the summit as well. Wonderful. I'm so excited for that. I, I really am pleased to to be a part of that and to share it with the audience, to have access to something so great and powerful and, and so many other people. So thank you again, Deepak, for being on the Wellness Driven Life oh, Show. Thank you it's, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a great conversation. So definitely appreciate it. And for all of you tuning in, thank you so much for your support of the show. And again, all of the information is in the description below. And we will see you next time. Goodbye.